Hello and welcome to the NFL Preview Show, sponsored by Odds Checker. I'm Tom Julian, this is Ben McClymon, and this is Jeff Ryanbold. Jeff joining us all the way from British Columbia, Canada. Jeff, good to see you. How are you doing? Hello, Jeff. I'm doing outstanding. It's good to see you two guys. It's great to be back with Odds Checker. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we have waited a long, long time for the off-season to finish. There's been a lot of drama, Ben. It's a long off-season, isn't it? It feels that way, um, but there, there's always lots to talk about, so we're going to get straight into it because we don't have Jeff for very long. Jeff, you've got a busy coaching schedule going on at the moment with the BC Lions. How are you, how are you getting on? How's your, how's your well, season? Well, you know, we've got some young players. I, I'm coaching and coordinating the special teams, and our guys are playing extremely well. We're a young team, Tom, and when you've got young players, Every day is an adventure, but every day is fun because you're coaching all the little details and it's really fun to watch them grow and play together. Well, Jeff, it's been another crazy off-season. What has been the biggest storyline out of a number of them for you? Well, you know what, Tommy, really there is no, there is no off-season in the National <laughs> Football League. It's just there are no games, but you're constantly trying to build your roster, change your football team and make yourself better throughout the off-season, the draft, you know, the combine, the OTA, coaching sessions, all of that stuff. So I look at some teams in the National Football League that I've done, I think have done an outstanding job in the offseason of themselves. And I think I think maybe the Chicago Bears have done as good a job as anybody because, you know, even before they signed to Mac, my money is one of the best defensive players in the game right now. They had improved their talent around their young quarterback. They had a an improved defense, they're really strong safety. Uh, and I think, you know, that that football team stands at, you know, as the team that to me has done the best job in the offseason of improving them. Yeah, I think so. And when you look at the Khalil Mack thing, you could say that's a great addition that they've made. But how about Roquan Smith in the draft? That could be the number one pickup for the Bears. Well, you know, you got to be strong down the middle on defense. So, Ocon Smith is a sideline to sideline tackle from the inside linebacker position. And now, when you can team uh, him with a guy like Mack, who is a complete game changer as an edge rusher. Again, we talk about all the time about Paul Miller, and I think Paul Miller rightly so gets an awful lot of credit. Bosa gets an awful lot of credit in great edge guys. But uh, when you watch the tape, it's amazing the double and triple team that Mac fights through makes plays, and I think that's you know that's going to make all the players around him better. Yeah, as you mentioned, Roquan, I think opens them up inside. The Bears, I think, are an undervalued defensive football team. I'm glad you said that because I'm looking here, Akeem Nix. Uh, Akeem Hicks, Carl Fuller, Leonard Floyd. Leonard and Floyd could have a big season, I think. Absolutely. He might be freed up now. And uh, well, that's, that's exactly it, Jeff, isn't it? Because once you add a, a talent like Mac, all the opposition are going to have to double team him. So, so Floyd gets a, basically a free run at times. And if you then try and take out Floyd as well, you know, there's, there's just options and options and options. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think every team, you know, in, in uh, their division, are sending the Raiders thank you cards right now in Kansas City and everybody's sending thank you cards because they don't have to deal with them anymore. Yeah. And you know, if you're in the you're in the NFC North now, you gotta get after Rodgers, you gotta get after Stafford, you gotta get after Cousins, and there's no guy in the in the game right now for me that does a better job of it than Will Axel. 
I think the Bears really even the playing field in the NFC part with that acquisition. It's a it's a playground for Mac, isn't it? With all those quarterbacks that, that he's going to ch- uh, challenge himself with. So I find it quite interesting, Ben, that you can still pick up the Bears as a Super Bowl team for eighty to one. That's a big. That's a long way off. As a someone who's followed the Bears for a few years. Yeah, I was going to say that. You don't. You rarely see these contenders like you saw the Rams last year. Massive turnaround, but the Super Bowl's often one step too far. Even as I like some of the additions on offense as well, people like Miller. There's some exciting players, Alan Robinson perhaps, but I think it's one step too far. Uh, Jeff might go against me. I think Bears Bears (laughs) Super Bowl, Jeff. You know what? I think I think they're they got to worry about the playoffs first. Yeah, yeah. You'll get there, haven't you? uh, Certainly, Mac is going to boost their belief, and I think this is really important. I talked to one, uh, you know, an NFL player about this the other week about how important is it. For the Raiders to sign him. Well, I think this is really going to not only create a situation, and Jonathan said he said that we're going to criticize Nisto and Alcamal, but it's not the media criticism that concerns you, it's criticism inside the locker room. Mm-hmm. Because every one of those players knows that Khalil Mack is the best defensive player you know, on their football team, certainly one of the best in the league. And when you let him walk out the door, that doesn't say the right things to your football team. And, and uh, I think this is a situation where you're in the Bears locker room now and you go, whoa, McCaskies are really committed to winning. You know, because it's always been, talk to Sean Gale and he'll tell you, you know, that McCaskey family is, is a lot of, they don't spend money, you know, throwing throwing money at problems. They're, they're very conservative with finances. And for them to go out and give him the contract they gave him, that speaks volumes about how committed they are to get the Super Bowl back in Chicago. Yeah, do you think the players at the Raiders might be thinking, well, you pay our coach $100 million, but you won't pay our best player $100 million? That might ruffle a few feathers. Yeah, and again, I understand that. I understand how that works because obviously the players, they, they, pay, they, they pay attention to the money thing very closely. The challenge is the coaches are not in the salary cap, but the players are. Yeah. And so, you know, it's difficult. And I think one of the things that got, fans have got to remember about Brady is that they just redid their quarterback. Now, when a quarterback goes to his second contract, he's going to get rich. He can only pay so many guys. So take a $100 million to go back. That probably means when Amari Cooper comes up again, you're not going to be able to keep Amari Cooper. Mm-hmm. So this was a difficult decision for Reggie McKenzie and John Cruz to make. They had to, they had to say, looking down the road, already renegotiated our quarterback. He's now making you know top money. We got Amari Cooper coming. He's going to demand top money. We just can't make this. We just can't make this commitment. The Bears, on the other hand, Trubisky's in the second year of his rookie deal, so he's really cheap for them against the cap. That allowed them the flexibility and make that move. Yeah, the, the Raiders have had a weird offseason, Ben. Obviously, they, they've let go of, of Mac. They cut Martavis Bryant, even that, like he signed with them after the season, hasn't played a game. Brian Switzer's the same. Uh, they've got rid of EJ Manuel and Connor Cook just to bring in AJ McCarron. It seems like an. It seems, Jeff, and I. It seems a bit clueless to me, to be honest. Well, I think what they're trying to do is find the right combination of guys for what they want. 
in every one of those cases, you know, like Switzer, for example, that you go out and you sign him from the Cowboys, and you, you anticipate he's going to be the guy to be your punt returner and your situational slot, and it just didn't work out. Now he's in Pittsburgh. You know, Martavius Bryant was a, a risk to start because Martavius Bryant has a history of not great work ethic, and, you know, John Gruden is going to make sure he has guys on the football team do it the way he wants it done. And, you know, that made him expendable. So I think the Raiders are going through a process of trying to find out who are the guys that they want in that locker room for, for a 16-game schedule that's going to be tough. One thing you can guarantee in pro football, you're going to get adversity. So you better have guys that are going to hang in and play, you know, play together. I think that's 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 totally fair. We'll we'll see whether the Raiders hang together or not. Ben, you don't believe it, no, I but don't we, we shall see. They got a real tough start. Uh, they're, they're playing the Rams at home, but you know it's a it's a California game. They're obviously moving to Vegas. There's a there's a lot of unrest with the Raiders at the moment, and the Rams are very heavy favourites in that one, eight to fifteen. Uh, with odds checker, whereas the Raiders, you can get them out at 24 to 13, but I wouldn't be putting any money near them. Nah, no, one of the Rams off-season acquisitions as well. And if they play like they did last year, I think they'll blow the Raiders out of the water. Yeah, so it's, it's an exciting week one. There's a, there's, a, there's a host of games to choose from. Uh, should we talk a little bit about some of the, the games that we'll be able to watch here? And where better to, to really start into, into the pre-season preview, or the pre-season preview, the regular season preview, it's been too long, uh, than with the opener. So it's the Falcons at the Philadelphia Eagles, the reigning Super Bowl champs. Now, Jeff, it was a... An interesting time for, for the Philadelphia Eagles. Obviously a glorious end to, a, to what could have been a very difficult season. And Nick Foles, the quarterback, was, was the saviour at the end of the day. Now Foles will start, it looks like, against the Falcons. Um, and that is a... It's a good move, I think, for the Eagles long term. But short term against the Falcons, the Falcons must be happy with that. Well, I, I, Foles didn't play very well in the season. And, and that's got to be a little bit of a concern for, you know, the Eagles and, and uh, you know, but I think the Eagles have an outstanding roster. You know, they went out and got Mike Bennett. They, they've got pass rushers all over the field. They're good in the secondary. They've got weapons. Jay Ajayi gives them an outstanding back that you can, you know, put the game on his shoulders when you're trying to close out a game. Uh, you know, they've, they've got better than average skill, I think. The, the thing with the Falcons is the Falcons are going to bring in a hungry team that can run. You know, their defense is built to chase the football. Uh, the question with the Falcons, Tom, is always going to be the same thing. Until, you know, until that offense plays at the level that it did a few years ago, and, you know, when they were within an eyelash of being world champions, uh, you know, they're going to be under criticism. And Sarkeesian, the offensive coordinator, is going to be under a lot of scrutiny. Um, they have a ton of weapons there, and they just have to find a way to keep those guys, you know, all involved in the game and, and take advantage of, you know, Matt Ryan's ability to first ball. Yeah, we have a little chat before before we start filming this, won't we, Tom? And you have the Falcons as, as a big favourite for this game. You see no way that the Eagles are going to win it. And I, I think I said that before during the Super Bowl as well. So uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll see how that one goes. No, I I love the Falcons. They are my sneaky. They're my sneaky pick. I think they're at twenty to one to win the win the, the win big the big game. game. And uh, and Jeff, I love everything they've done. Obviously, you've got Julio Jones, Devonta Freeman. They've added Calvin Ridley in there. 
it's a it's the second year of, of Steve Sarkeesian's offense, and um, I just think that they've got so many options that they're just going to be really really exciting. And the Eagles are missing a couple of really big players as well. I just think everything about this game says Atlanta for me. Do the odds say Atlanta? The odds say Ben. Oh, quite yes. <laughs> you caught me looking. Um, the odds say that the the Philadelphia Philadelphia Eagles are still favourites, so you can get Philadelphia at seven to ten. Uh, but to me, it's twenty three to twenty for the Atlanta Falcons. I'd be going for them. favourite. Yeah, I'd I'd be backing you the Falcons as well. I think they're going to have a lot on offense this year, and I think they've got a really young defense as well. Tat McKinnon is a lot on his shoulders if he can get some sacks this year. Need to get some pass rush going, but I'd go with you as well. Falcons to win first game. What are you saying, Jeff? Well, I think it's going to be a great football game. I don't think it's going to be as high scoring as maybe they think it's going to be. Um, both these teams can play great defense. You know, what's, what's going to be telltale to me is, you know, there's a thing called the Super Bowl hangover, and it's a phenomenon that occurs with, with a lot of football teams that they don't come back and play as well after Super Bowl as they did during that season because of everybody wants to take a bow, everybody's on the banquet circuit, everybody's making money with endorsements. And the focus of your football team changes. So I think this is going to be a very close football game, but I, I just give the Eagles the nod as a home team. I think the home team advantage for three points across the board in the National Football League. So I think it's going to be a close football game, but I think you'll win. Yeah, well, there you go. I mean, Jeff knows more than me, doesn't he, Ben? So, well, apparently. Uh, it depends who you're backing, really. Uh, let's get into the 6 p.m. games. Which ones, Ben, take your fancy straight off the bat there? Well, the Sky have got the 49ers at the Vikings, and I think everyone's pretty hot on both of these teams at the moment. There's the Jimmy Garoppolo potential hangover as well after his hot start in, at, uh, in San Francisco. I'm not really believing the hype at the moment. I'm thinking this is not an easy win for the Vikings, but I'm saying this is a Vikings win all day. Are you? Yeah, you. So, well, I'm, I've got a couple of stats here for, for Jimmy Garoppolo fans. He's 7-0 and as a starter, yeah. making him one of seven quarterbacks. Uh, to, uh, to win his first seven starts since 1970. Well, there. Uh, and his 2,038 passing yards in his first seven starts ranked fourth over the past oh, they, 49 they seasons. Stats, so Jimmy Garoppolo looks sharp. He looks great. Um, but, Jeff, what, what are you seeing from young Garoppolo? He kind of came into this 1-10 team um, without a hope. Obviously had a great finish to the end of the season. Can he continue it now and take it to a really, really good Minnesota team? Well, first of all, I think Shanahan did an outstanding job of handling that situation. They got him from New England, but they didn't rush him into game before he was ready to play. He stood around and, and watched a couple of weeks, really learned the offense, learned, developed some chemistry with his receivers on the practice field, and then was able to go in and play extremely well at the end of the season. You know, he's an exciting young talent, but the reality of it is he's only had, you know, seven starts. Now, and if, you, if you're just playing odds, you're going to say that the, the ability to stay perfect is going to run out. And I think Minnesota's defense will have an awful lot to do with that. I think San Francisco can watch him through. I just don't know if their total roster is ready yet to be a playoff. Minnesota is primed to be a playoff team. I think their success last year proves that. I think Kirk Cousins, uh, you know, obviously he's got a lot of pressure on him because of the big contract. Signed him in some high expectations, but uh, he's never backed away from pressure in his career. So I, I really think the Vikings are a team that one of half dozen or ten teams that 
certainly has legitimately the last. Yeah, you, you talked about Kirk Cousins there. He's thrown 4,000 yards and over 25 touchdowns in each of the last three seasons. And they weren't spectacular Washington Redskins teams anyway. And, and now he's got some nice weapons. Stephon Diggs, Adam Thielen will both be looking to get uh, high amongst the touchdown scorers this year. Jeff, um, I love that that Minnesota D. It looks so tough. You've got you've got a great secondary at the back there, Ben. Yeah, Xavier Rhodes is a quite. He might be the best man to man corner in the league. I think. Absolutely, I think you're right. And they are, as you said, they're they're, they're a heavy favourite, and the spread gives them at uh, minus six point five. Do you think a touchdown uh, is enough? If you if you gave if you gave the 49ers a touchdown, do you think that'd be enough for them to win it? No, not for me. I think the Vikings will. It's going to be comfortable. Maybe ten. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go ten points. 10 points? 10 points, Wow, oh, there you yeah. go. Uh, listen, to you, listen to you guys talk about comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> There's never a com- There ain't no comfortable wins in pro football. Instead, everyone's a grinded out, ugly, you know, you're bleeding till the last, till the last close game. But I think that, I think this is, you know, a game where Minnesota does have a defensive win. Do you think, uh, Jeff, that they are, they're, in, do you believe in Super Bowl windows? And if so, is this this one for Minnesota? Yeah, I think that's a that's a reality that we're faced with now in this age of free agency and the salary cap. That you're only going to have an opportunity for a very short time. That's what makes what New England's done so incredible. But you know, the Vikings are now in that window, firmly in that window where you know, barring injury and things that you can't control, this is a team good on every level on defense. They've got an outstanding quarterback. They've got a good running game. They've got enough receiver talent. You'd like to see a little bit more, one more vertical threat at receiver. Mm. But the question now will come is offensive line-wise, can they stop? Is that be the issue to me as you go through the season? Because I think every other area of the football is outside. Well, you can get them at 12 to 1, Jeff, if you fancy the Minnesota Vikings to make it all the way to the Super Bowl this year. Ben, you're going to have a flutter on that? 12 to 1, maybe. I bet like the Falcons at 20, to be honest, talking if we go back a game, so I'd back the Falcons. Yeah, that's exciting. Um, well, let's carry on. You've By now, you've settled in, you're watching Sunday Night Football, you've enjoyed the early game, you might as well stay for the 9.25 game, right? And it's quite a, it's going to be quite a fun little game, this. The Cowboys at the Panthers. Neither... At the powers that they were once were a couple of years ago, I would say, Ben. But both of these teams will fancy to get to get off to a one and zero start here. Yeah, they're both playoff teams over the last couple of years, um, so they're gonna. I'm sure they're both fancying their chances. I think the Cowboys now they've got Zeke back, they they're going to be feeling good. I know their offensive line is in tatters, and that does kind of ruin their plan with Zeke. Uh, so it'll be interesting if they need to use Dak and need to use the receivers. They've got a lot of, what, of two new receivers with Hearns and Gallup, so they need to get one of those going, especially if the O-line's struggling. So there's quite a few uh, question marks there, and the Panthers, I think, have some question marks as well. Yeah. That offence needs to get going. Is the defence the force it was a few years ago? Um, I think this could be an interesting game. Yeah, well, there's a lot of questions there for you, Jeff, but I want to pick out one in particular. The, the Cowboys wide receiver call was a big talking point, especially when Des Bryant left uh, at the end of last year. How important is it going to be that these guys can gel with Dak Prescott and get off to a flying start? Well, it's going to be really important, Tom, because, you know, until you prove that you can beat single coverage outside, when you have a back like Ezekiel Elliott, you're going to face eight and nine-man fronts the whole game, and you just don't have enough people to block everybody. So 
if they can find a way to get some plays outside, and that's going to be the big question because everybody's going to load the box. Everybody's going to say, prove it to us that you can throw it well enough. And again, Dak's going to have to shift in some of that too because he had a little bit of a down year last year. So can he demonstrate the ability to drop that from the pocket, single coverage outside? If he can, then I think the Cowboys are going to be a factor. If he can't, there will be a one-dimensional football team that has to run the ball and play defense to win. And that's not the description for winning it more in the NFL. Yeah, the Panthers, Jeff, here are three-point favorites. But I think that massively relies on the quality of running back Christian McCaffrey. Now, we saw him as a rookie last year. He kind of showed some splashes of what he could do. But he really needs to step up. In college, he was talked about as this pass-catching running back and a really dynamic player. Jeff, do you see him making a big leap in year two? Well, I think he's going to because of the fact he's in a situation where North Turner, you know, as always, we go back to North Turner's history. He wants to have a running game. He wants to be able to play full action on the running game. McCaffrey showed to me way in college he can come between tackles. I think it's you know it's one of those deals where you know people look at him and they go, well, he's not going physical enough or love between the tackles. But the kid is strong. He doesn't take head you know straight on hit. He understands how to protect himself, and he's dynamic once he has the position. Olsen will benefit from that. Outside, they'll benefit from that. And I think the guy that stands to you know the opportunity to benefit the is Cam Newton because once you get single out, I think Cam does better than most of the guys. He's extremely good deep ball thrower. And if they can generate a running game, then without him, I'm not talking about in zone read, I'm talking about high formation, power football, the kind of football that North Turner wants to play, then those receivers outside will get those on the matchup. Olsen will get one on one matchup. When you pair Olsen against linebacker or safety, then Carolina has a huge advantage. Yeah, looking at McCaffrey's stats from last year, it's 435 rushing yards. I know he was sharing a lot of those with Jordan Stewart, and now there's CJ Anderson there, but are we looking at him getting to 1,000 yards? Is that kind of the number he needs to be at for, for the Panthers to be a serious team? Well, I don't know if he needs to be at, but I know that he's capable of having that. And here, not again, I call based on his realistic healthy. But again, Panthers to me are like Vikings to a certain degree in that the thing's going to really depending how well that offensive line plays. They lost their best offensive lineman free agent, and you know it's hard to replace great offensive linemen. So I think John Maxwell, the offensive line coach there, and, and Turner kind of figure out a scheme that allows to win with offensive linemen that frankly are not you know fresh on guys. That's going to be an interesting one. Ben, who are you fancying to, uh, to come out on top there? I'm going the Cowboys. I'm going for the Cowboys for a bounce-back year as all-in. I think I saw them at 33-1 to 1 for the Super Bowl as well. So I'm not discounting the Cowboys right. overall. Wow. What okay. about that game? You going Panthers at home? Yeah, I would fancy the Panthers at home, even at, even at three-point favourites. You can take the Dallas uh, team at 13-10 to 10 straight up. Um, but to me... I think the Panthers have too much. Their front seven, their defensive front seven, is possibly the best in the NFL. And the Cowboys are a little bit banged up. 
Um, on their offensive line, I just see K1 short causing havoc on Sunday night. I mean, I'm quite excited to see that, to be honest. That'd be a really good game. That'd be bruising. <laughs> oh, Jeff, Jeff loves a bit of bruise bowls. Yeah, that's the bruise bowls going. Jeff, are you, are you seeing this one as a bit of a fight out? Yeah, guys, I think that this, I, Tommy, I agree with you. I think that front seven of Carolina, you know, is, is just too good for the Cowboys. And, I, you know, again, until Dallas shows me that they can win against one-on-one coverage outside consistently, then I think the Cowboys are going to struggle to score points. And, you know, that puts too much pressure on that defense. Mm. Fellas, it's been a blast. i got to run to practice. So, again... I look forward to doing this every week with you guys. Jeff, thank you so much for joining Thanks, us. Jeff. We appreciate you. Uh, good luck at practice. Show them who's boss, and uh, and we'll catch up with you soon. <laughs> All right, fellas. Take care. Cheers. See you later. Welcome back to the NFL Preview Show, powered by Odds Checker. Now, Jeff had to leave us. He had to run off to practice, he's Ben. Got, he's, busy. he's a busy man. He always is, isn't he? He, he always is on the go, but we're, uh, we're looking forward to getting in in uh, hopefully every week if we if we can negotiate his time well enough but we're going to carry on talk about Sunday night football and this is probably the matchup of the week would you say who would have thought it the Bears in the matchup of the week it's a ridiculous one to say (laughs) but uh, it's going to be an even more ridiculous one to watch Bears uh, Bears at Packers um, and the NFL's oldest rivalry Ben I've heard that before yes and it's at Lambeau Field which is historically the best ground everyone says to go and watch football at. So the greatest rivalry, maybe at the greatest stadium, I think it's going to be the great, no, not the greatest match ever, maybe a good game. <laughs> well, let's hope it's the greatest match of week one. Uh, it's a bit of a tough one if you're working on a Monday morning, but, uh, but those diehard NFL fans will stay up for that, won't yeah. they? Uh, so it's an exciting one, obviously with Bear, uh, Bears adding Khalil Mack to their already loaded defence, it makes it a very intriguing proposition all round. Do you see, I mean, because before Khalil Mack, I think everybody was thinking Packers all the way here, Ben. Does the Khalil Mack change things enough for the Bears to stand a good chance at getting a result at Lambeau? I think it does change things. I think there's still a lot riding on Aaron Rodgers this year. Last season, he missed a lot of football, and I think that's really played on him. And now this is his season, I think. He feels that this is his time. Mm. I don't think he's going to, well, he's not going to try and let someone like Khalil Mack coming his way. I'm sure they'll be doing some different scheming now. The interesting thing is the trade it's come quite late this trade. Yeah. So they've been preparing for this game all off season really. They know kind of what the Bears are going to be, what's happening, and this really throws Span in the work. So that might cause a few issues. Yeah, Mike McCarthy said um, that he, he called he called Mac an extraordinary player and that they basically had to watch tape all day on yeah. Sunday and just try and work out what they were going to do to to cover these guys. Now Aaron Rodgers obviously made his own news, 134 million extension which is not bad work if you can get it um, and like you say here Aaron Rodgers is has an opportunity he's only got one Super Bowl uh, so far and and for some people who call him the greatest of all time that's not quite enough is it you know he's, no. he's in this he, he's in this window where Aaron Rodgers needs to leave his mark yeah, he does need to leave his mark. And, and Mike McCar- Mick McCarthy, Mike McCarthy, sorry, <laughs> needs to leave his mark as well. Uh, he's kind of at the time where he's had this great course back and he's not got a lot to show for it either. So both, both parties at this point need to show a little bit more. And I think if you're looking at Aaron Rodgers, you're going to be disappointed with what they've been getting out of the running game recently. And they're looking at, you've got Aaron Jones who is injured and you've got Jamal Williams. So you need Jamal Williams to step up and then when Aaron Jones comes back, you need a little bit of support from your backfield to then 
give yourself the platform. Jeff was talking about it earlier with some other preview games that if you can open up the backfield, then that opens up the passing game. So I think a lot rides on that on that Green Bay backfield this year. And also the defence as well. Well, I want to talk one more. I, I think the real secret behind uh, behind the Green Bay offence this year is Jimmy Graham. Tight end. He, I think he can be a real game changer. I've heard a couple of analysts say that he could break the tight end touch touchdown record uh, and with Aaron Rodgers I mean anything could happen Aaron Rodgers made Jordy Nelson yeah. an absolute world beater and Jimmy Graham back when he was in New Orleans a long time ago was, um, was, was absolutely brilliant so to see that again would be I mean it would be a dream come true yeah. for, for both players because that's what could fire them to the Super Yeah, definitely. I, I think uh, Graham had 10 touchdowns last year I could be wrong that, but I think he had 10 touchdowns and he struggled a lot mm. to be fair so both kind of num- they're good numbers anyway. So if Aaron Rodgers is going to be look- looking at him for the en- in the end zone because Jordan Nelson used to be his go-to guy in the end zone and he's not there anymore, so he's got to have someone to replace him. Well, this NFC North powerhouse clash it, it's quite interesting looking at the the spread here for uh, the, the NFC North winner because you've got you've, you've got the Chicago Bears down there at what nine to one to to win the division. Yeah, you you don't think there's any chance of that? I think there's a chance. With the odds. I'd I'd be tempted at nine to one, but I don't. I still see two teams, Vikings and the Packers, who I'd put ahead of the Bears. Yeah, well, the the Packers will be a little bit put out that they are only second favorite. Yeah, thirty three to twenty. It's the Vikings uh, eleven to ten that are taking uh, the shortest odds. Do you think that's fair? I mean, we, yeah, we just think it's fair. Yeah, we, we can't. I can't knock the Vikings at all. I think that is completely fair, but Aaron Rodgers will not be happy about that. I'd go Vikings to win the division. You'd go... I think I'm going to go Packers just to keep it interesting. Yeah, I mean, Rodgers plays best when he's got yeah. that chip on his shoulder. Best to go 10 and 6 in the playoffs. Yeah? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, we shall see on that one. I'm going to go for a, uh, a Green Bay win in Green Bay, I think. I'm going to go for a Bears win. Shock factor of Mac. Wow. Turn, turn the table. It is interesting because... Like, I think it's going to be a close game. Everybody uh, coming out of Bears training has said how important Mac has already been. Like yeah. the way he trains, the way he gets after people, the mood um, in Chicago has just completely lifted. It's things like this, as bad as it could be for Oakland, could be a, a real catalyst for a great season for Chicago. Yeah, well, when would you ever foresee someone like Mac coming onto your team? No one would have, no one saw it coming. So now it's only going to enhance and lift your team. Well, there you go. If you fancy it, the Bears are 29 to 10. So, uh, so get on it if you're, if you're in, uh, in good spirits. Now, Monday Night Football, first game of the uh, season, first Monday of the season, always has two games, which is not so fun for uh, UK audiences, but, uh, but that's the way it is. That is the way it is. You know, we live in America's world, don't we, America, America's history. <laughs> yeah, so uh, 12-10 is uh, the Jets at the Detroit Lions. Uh, Lions' big favourites in this one. Um, You're quite high on Sam Darnold, aren't you? I am not so much high on Sam Darnold as intrigued. Okay. But I, I feel like he could be up here or down here. Okay. Um, so I'm excited to see him play. So for this game, is Sam Darnold going to be up here or down here? Well, that's an interesting one because I don't rate the Lions' defence too much. I think that they have holes. Uh, Matt Patricia is obviously a bit of a wizard when it comes to... Yeah, that's his full forte, isn't it? The, the, yeah, the defence. But, uh, but I, this, is, this is interesting because I'm, I'm backing Isaiah Crowell to be, uh, to be a live wire for the Jets at running back. I think he's going to be an exciting uh, prospect. He, 
He never quite got it going in Cleveland. He only got two touchdowns last year, about 800 yards, but I think he could put it together in New York, and I'm, I'm quite excited to see him with more of the ball. Uh, Robbie Anderson, if he can keep himself on the straight and narrow, he'll be a really good yeah. player. So the Jets have pieces that if they can put it together, they'll be a very good football team. The Lions, for me, are still a team in transition. They've got Matt Stafford, great quarterback, but the rest of it still needs to come together. I don't think the Lions are a finished article, and that's why I think the Jets have a chance in this one. Yeah, I do. I, I think the Lions' passing offence is close to being finished. They've got a great quarterback in Stafford. You look at Jones and Golden Tate, and there's they're two great receivers. You're not getting a lot better combinations than those two. Um, tight end was a bit of an issue for a long time. And Ebron's gone now. And then the running back, obviously, has been an issue for a, a long time. So they've got Kerryon Johnson now. That could be interesting. Everyone is tipping him to be a big, big player for them this year. He could, he could go off the charts. No, recently, rookie, rookie running backs have gone off the charts. If he does go, if he does get going, that could be a big, big change for the Detroit Lions. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the, you mentioned there the wide receiver core, Marvin Jones um, and Golden Tate. I'm looking forward to seeing them going up against a, a guy as good as Tremaine Johnson who arrived, yeah, of course, new, new signings. arrived in the off-season. I think he's going to be a really good player. I just think the odds are a little bit unfair on the Jets. I, I see this as a much more open game, but uh, many bookmaker, bookmakers have the Jets out at 12-5. to 5. I just think there's value there to be had if... Uh, if they can put it together. It's a bit of a risk, but I like that one. I'm still, I'm going to back the Lions there. I think, well, the first game, Sam Darnold, I don't think he's got enough yet, and I think the Lions are a sneaky good team. Well, if you believe Ben, you can go with the Lions at one to three, if you're going to be safe about it. (laughs) And so the last game of week one, Ben, it's a late one. It's 3.20 a.m. on Tuesday morning for, uh, for British fans. The LA Rams against the Oakland Raiders. To me, this is kind of one team full of riches, and at this point, one team full of rags. It seems like it's Gruden against the new Patek Gruden. Everyone's saying uh, Sean McVay is the new John Gruden, the young guy on the block who's come up with loads of new play calls, loads of new exciting um, exciting schemes and everything like this. And obviously, they've got Wade Phillips on defence as well, so they've created this amazing squad out of nowhere almost. And this is what John Gruden was doing back in the day. So... I, I think John Gruden is going to be fired up for this game because everyone's, everyone's saying this is the new and improved Gruden. It's not just Raiders v. The, v um, Rams. It's John Gruden against the world. I think your problem is that you love Gruden. I love John Gruden. <laughs> I love the story. Um, the, the Rams have Todd Gurley, Brandon Cooks, yeah. Cooper Cup, Robert okay. Woods, uh, Jared Goff, another year under McVeigh. They, these guys are just so packed and they've got quality on defence as well, you know. Marcus Peters, Aqib Talib. These guys are just so loaded, it's, it's almost unfair. I, I kind of feel like if the Rams don't get to the Super Bowl, it's going to be a bit of a failure for them. Yeah, I think it might be. But what about the fact that Donald's had a missed all off-season? Where you sound on this, like Donald missing, Matt Bell missing, it doesn't matter. No. He just slots in, he knows the scheme, it's yeah. fine. Luke Donald will get that contract done. I'm gonna, I fancy the Rams at 11-1. to 1. To make the super, uh, to to make the Super Bowl, win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, that's that's the one for me. Uh, the Rams and the Raiders. To me, there's no contest there. It's LA Rams every day. Even with Luke Donald playing defensive tackle, Aaron Donald. 
Come on. <laughs> Did I say Luke? You said Luke. Oh, goodness me. We do golf bets as well. well <laughs> uh, right, well, that's a terrible way to finish, but we've got to end it here. Uh, thank you to Jeff for joining us. We really appreciate that. Thank you, Ben, for joining thank me. Thank you, Tom. And thanks to Oddschecker for powering this. This has been the NFL preview. Uh, we'll be back next week. You'll see us all through Oddschecker. We're going to do loads of little fun videos to give you a few tips throughout the season, so stay tuned for those. It's going to be a fun season. Uh, yeah, and good luck to you.